It's the Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now, it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz. I'm Adam Ritz, today on the campus of Robert Morris University in Pittsburgh, and we are broadcasting in front of a live studio audience! Yeah! All right. That is fantastic. Thank you for that warm welcome. We are on campus today with the student-athletes to honor one of you for high character. We are proud to work with the Caught in the Act Awards, and the Caught in the Act Awards uh, like to honor and... Um, notify uh, a campus when someone's been caught in the act, off the field, off the, uh, off the uh, practice field, or outside the weight room, doing the right thing, acting like a gentleman, community service. Maybe it's a grade point average. Maybe it's just uh, integrity and high character. So we had some uh, nominations here at Robert Morris University, and we had a vote. And uh, our winner today, if we could have a, a round of applause for DJ Myers. <laughs> All right, DJ, where are you? Yeah? Meet me over here. All right, DJ, how are you? Uh, congratulations, you've been caught in the act with high character. Thank you, how you doing? I'm, I'm great. Now, what's your position on the team? I'm a strong safety. And uh, tell us about the team real quick. What's going to happen this fall? Uh, we're going to the Northeast Conference. Yeah! Not enough to really say. Okay, on the field. They're going to win it all. Now, off the field, you've been... Uh, honored for your high character. How's that make you feel as a student athlete? Uh, it makes me feel pretty good. It makes me feel like I'm taking the right steps in life and people are noticing. So That's, It can't hurt you when people notice that stuff. Now, your community service, tell us about one of your favorite uh, service projects here on campus or in the area. Uh, this summer I had to work with uh, the Urban League. Uh, I stayed on campus for a week and mentored kids in, from ninth grade through 12th grade and just uh, was a mentor to, to them. And we uh, had activities and what not to do. So that was probably my biggest. That is great. Yeah, mentoring is a, is a big part of, uh, of uh, having high character. We appreciate your character and your athleticism. We look forward to you playing on the field. Let's have another round of applause for DJ Myers at Robert Morris University. Get to know Adam at AdamRitz.com. Get to know the radio show at AdamRitzShow.com. I'm Adam Ritz, and we are in Columbus, Ohio, on the campus of the Ohio State University with uh, Lawrence Romanoff. We'll call him Larry because we're friends now. Hi, Larry. How are you? How are I'm, you? I'm wonderful. Larry, now your title with the football squad, the Buckeyes, is Director of Football External Relations. What is that? Uh, it's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to explain, but basically I deal with anything from the outside. You get former players coming back into town that need some help want to go to practice, want to do anything, a former player that wants to come back and go to school, a uh, former player's family member is coming into town, they want to go to practice. We've got donors coming into town, and they want to go to practice, or they want to see the facility, or they want to see hmm, the stadium. Okay. We've got a player on the current team that is out looking for a summer job. we got a player that's out looking for a permanent job and doesn't have a good resume and needs help doing a resume or a cover letter and needs contacts. That's what I do. 
And this is amazing to me. And you were telling me this before uh, off mic about how long you've been here. Almost 40 years? Uh, actually, this would be my 44th football season 44th here. 44th football season. So I've got to sort of believe you, you started as an undergrad here at Ohio State. That's correct. Okay. In 69, I started as a manager at the football team. No kidding. With and Woody Hayes. With Woody Hayes. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Tell us your favorite Woody Hayes story. There's too many. Too many to mention. Okay. uh, Tell tell us your top 500 Woody Hayes stories. (laughs) Uh, That's uh, it it really. I mean, there's too many different uh, situations that I was in as a manager and later on as what they used to call the brain coach uh, that I was hired back in 1975. And I started running study table for Coach Hayes and then 76 got hired as a full-time academic person. Okay. And I mean, those are back in the days when you're working a hundred hours a week, you got in at six in the morning, got home at 10 o'clock at night. And every time somebody flunked a test, you got fired. Okay. Because you didn't work hard enough to help that student athlete do the best that they could do. That's very interesting uh, to hear that you've worked with the, the academics, uh, that angle of the football team here, here at Ohio State, because the, on this social awareness radio show, we talk a lot about uh, education and the importance of education. How much has it changed from those days, the Woody Hayes days, to uh, today in the world of academics with the student-athlete? Well, actually, it hasn't changed as much at The Ohio State University as it has at other schools because Coach Hayes, all the way back to the 50s, spent so much time pushing the academics. So we've been doing that here for a long time. In fact, the the people that preceded me, uh, Jim Jones, who later became our AD, was one of the first academic advisors in football in the entire country. And uh, so we've been doing things for our student-athletes academically with study table, with tutoring, and things for a long, long time here. But uh, the, the one thing that is different is there's more emphasis on it around the country, and there's more emphasis around here. Back when I started it, it was one person and some part-time helpers, and then it was one person, a full-time assistant, and then I was able to get a second assistant. Now there's 20 people doing that job. Yeah. So um, that's changed. Do you remember uh, when the first computer lab showed up on campus? What year was no. that? And were you, was it just as big as the entire facility? Well, the, yes, it was as big as the facility. I mean, it was as big as the whole wall, and you had no punch kidding. cards and everything. Oh, the punch and, cards, yeah. So, yeah, it was quite a bit different in those days. So we didn't have personal computers. We wrote everything down. I mean, you had to get transcripts on everybody and i had a book where i transcribed all that stuff into a special sheet with all the guys grades now everything you touch the screen it's all right there it's a lot it's easier that way that is so cool 40 years here at ohio state larry romanoff is our guest director of external relations with the football team the buckeyes you mentioned earlier that you work with uh nfl guys that want to come back and get their degree, finish their degree. We work a lot with uh, that division of the NFL, the player engagement uh, division of the NFL. They have a huge um, educational program with their players, and they encourage for those guys to come back to their home campuses to get that degree. Uh, What do you do with some of these NFL guys that want to come back and get their degree? Do you meet with them personally, like their own, uh, I guess, campus advisor? Well, uh, I used to be that guy that met with them personally and did all that stuff. Now I'm the person that guides them to a gentleman by the name of John Macko here that is in charge of that program. And uh, we have been at the top of the country, basically, in the number of people that we've brought back to finish their degree. I mean, within the last couple of years, we've had guys from the late 70s come back and finish their degrees, early 80s finish their degrees 
because we never stop. Yeah. We keep calling them, hey, what are you doing? You never finished. You want to come back? I mean, we've got guys with ESPN and places like that that hadn't finished their degree yet, and we're, and we're bugging them, saying, come on back. That's on the back. amazing part. You're, you're calling them. You want them to come back. They're not, they didn't call you. You're calling them, hey, why don't you come back, finish your degree? Absolutely. That is great. What, how many phone calls does it take? <laughs> uh, it, it depends on the person and where they are and their availability to get back on campus and do stuff. You know, the one good thing now is there are courses that you can take from long distance and take a computerized course, whatever. Or if not, I mean, I had a guy by the name of Todd Bell that played for the Bears. And while he was playing for the Bears, I had him taking courses at DePaul University and transferring the courses back here. So, I mean, it can be done. We had a guy by the name of Clark Kellogg. Sure who played with the Pacers and yeah. still works with the Pacers. While, CBS, yeah. While Clark. Clark was actually playing. He's the only basketball player I ever had that actually, while he was playing, he would send me the catalog from uh, IUPUI. And I would go through it and say, hey, take this class. It'll work. It'll count as one of your requirements as an econ major. And he would take that course. It would transfer back here. And he did that the entire time that he was playing. That so, is pretty amazing. Yeah, you know, he left a year early because he left after his junior year. And yeah. by the time he came back, he didn't need very much back at Ohio State to finish his degree. Is there any way you can help me get a Ph.D.? I'd love to be Dr. Ritz. Well, you know, we can get you an emeritus or, or what are those honorary degrees, you yeah. know. What, I don't want to work questions. for it. I just want to be called Dr. Ritz. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to have that, too. But. Our guest is Larry Romanoff. Uh, External Relations Director of with the Ohio State University football team. And, again, you've been here 40-plus years. Let's talk a little bit of history. Uh, what was campus like back then? What year were you a freshman here? Um, I started out with a very interesting year. It was back in 1969-70. Okay. And the 1970s when we had riots on campus, and they actually closed this campus for 10 days during the spring quarter. And uh, that was actually the same time that Kent State occurred. And a uh, few people, unfortunately, were killed at Kent State. But uh, we had 5,000 National Guardmen on this campus. And the first day when that first occurred, when all of the stuff hit the fan, mm -hmm. they broke every window from 9th Avenue on High Street all the way up to Lane Avenue. So basically, you know, 10, 11 block area, they broke every window up and down that street. I mean, it was crazy around. And when you say they, it was just a student mob or this was a protest, Vietnam protest? It was protesting a lot of things, you know, Vietnam uh, and a lot of other issues that uh, happened on campus, uh, treatment of blacks, you know, all the different things that were going on at that time. Mm -hmm. And um, it was crazy. I mean, tear gas everywhere and men, you know, all the... The campus police, the Holy city cow. police, the the uh, county uh, police, everybody were out here. The National Guardsmen, they had all the way down Woodruff Avenue, I mean, 100 armored personnel carriers and everything. It was it was a little crazy back there. That here. is deep. I thought you were going to say we had a different press box in the stadium. I didn't know you were going to start with uh, historical landmark riots on campus. No, that was that um, was quite amazing. And then when you came back, you couldn't go to into a building here unless you had your ID around a shoelace or something around your neck. I mean, it was a little crazy. And Woody Hayes was out on the middle of the Oval talking to students, telling them to be good and calm down and support the president of the university and everything. It was an interesting time. Wow, that is unbelievable. So how big was the university then? Right now, 60,000 students, is that correct? 50 well, or 60 now, correct? It's in the mid-50s, but if you count everything, it was just as big then. No kidding. Yes, absolutely. That's a shock. I'm surprised. 
No, it hasn't grown. I mean, uh, in fact, uh, there might be a few fewer freshmen coming in nowadays. No kidding. It's become much more selective to get into the university and a much higher grade point average for students coming in, much higher ACT score. Would you get in now? I might not have. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, I can't thank you enough for your time and uh, the tour and the facility here in Columbus. This is a wonderful place. Uh, I want to wish you and the football team the best of luck. It's Larry Romanoff with the Ohio State University Football Buckeyes. Thank you, Larry. And Adam, I just want to thank you for the amazing presentation you did to our team today. It was absolutely wonderful. Thank you. Fellowship, leadership, and philanthropy. Conversations and interviews from all over America. It's the Adam Ritz Show. And we are rolling now on the campus of Ball State University with Nick Arcolio. Hi, Nick. How are you? Not bad. Not bad. Nick is the philanthropy chairman of Sigma Phi Epsilon at Ball State University. And we bring you on the show to talk about your philanthropy here at Sig Eps here at Ball State. Uh, but before we do, i got to talk about your name. Nick Arcolio. What a cool... <laughs> Mob-esque name you have there. Arcolio, yeah. Um, everyone always pronounces it Arcolio, Arcolio, but you got it right on the dot first and, time. And Arcolio is such a – it sounds famous, but I'm, I'm going through my brain. I can't think of any celebrities or notable people with the name Arcolio. Well, is there? Know, um, my dad used to be in the mob, you know, way back <laughs> in the day. Uh, Corleone's, all those good guys. Um, yeah, we used to run the mob back in the day. No, no, there's no no famous feel, I don't think. Uh, do you have um, uh, the and Nick, Nick Nick Arcolio? Nicholas. Tell me some of the other names in your family. Um, well, Charles. Uh, oh, that sucks. Adrian. No, 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 Charles. Get rid um, of Chuck. My middle name is Guy, short for Guy Tonio. Um, that was my <laughs> that was my grandpa's older name. Yeah, every time I say Guy, they just laugh at me like Guy, really. But no, no, yeah, no but Guy Tonio, uh, really, Gatonio. Say say it so. Wow. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, um, so definitely Italian. Yeah. Well, I have a good time uh, talking to people like yourself, coast to coast, meeting interesting people, interesting names. Nick Arcolio is our guest, campus of all state again with Sigma Phi Epsilon, and I want to talk about the philanthropy you do. Uh, is there is it ongoing through the semesters? Is there one big shot you guys do? Tell us what you do here. Yeah, so every fall we have something called Nightmare on Riverside. Basically, we pair with the sorority. And that sorority and our fraternity group together to raise money for youth aids. And what we do is we deck out our house, which is on 1101 West Riverside. And we go out, we buy decorations for the house. We make it super, super scary. We charge $5 to get in. And we have the members come in through the house. They go right down the hallway. They go downstairs in the basement, make a couple turns here and there. By the end, they're teeth are shattering i mean they do not want to come back but for some reason they always come back it's just the thrill of the chat it's just the thrill of it so it's a great philanthropy and yeah it's a great time and you do it uh, obviously heading up to halloween so is it like a two-week period before halloween a week um it's a it's the week before halloween and it's three days it's friday saturday and sunday before halloween correct and yeah so i imagine um the Greek system, all the other fraternities and sororities, you know, they, they come through and enjoy themselves. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Um, general campus, general students come through. Right. What about, like, just, you know, off campus? Do people drive from the outskirts of town and bring their kids, and is this all ages? Oh, most definitely. It's super popular. Everybody tells everyone they know, and we have a couple of Muncie locals in the fraternity, so once we tell them, they kind of tell their high school friends. I went to, like, Muncie Central and Delta and – so it really spreads out throughout the campus and throughout the community, and it always it turns out great numbers every year. 
How much work is it for you, for oh, the man. philanthropy chairman? Oh, man, it's, it's a lot of work. Um, I, I don't even know how many hours we spent on it last year as a group. Um, the great part about it is everybody puts in, like, all their time that whole week, um, so it makes it easier for us to put on something um, that really turns out great numbers. Um, I mean, yeah, the whole week we just constantly are building uh, – making sure it's as scary as possible, advertising, all that. And um, another thing about this philanthropy is um, if you make a $35 donation, we're going to publicize the business's name. Uh, We'll put it on the shirts we make for the philanthropy. um, And we're looking into ways to even uh, publicize it better next year. So uh, it definitely has some advertising capacity for local businesses well i'll tell you what i can uh i can make a donation and uh we'll we'll talk about it on the radio show next year as well that'd be great Uh, i'd love to have the adam rich show logo on the t-shirt yeah thanks adam that'll Um, be great now just a a safety question yeah okay Uh, not to be the old man in the group but let's say you're building you've got all these two by fours and wood and you're building you're making it scary who does somebody is their job to come through the house and say wait a minute that's unsafe we can't do that that's a fire hazard um you know, every it's not a super, super um, – I don't know if you've been to any – have you been to the Verizon uh, haunted house before? I've been to a yeah. few haunted houses, I mean, yeah, and some of them are traps. Right. Um, <laughs> we don't touch you, and we don't actually, I guess, um, do anything that would remotely even come close to hurting you. So we don't have, have you to – we don't require you to sign a form or anything like that. Just because uh, it's just a pretty basic, you walk through, we're going to jump out, we're going to scare you, we're going to show you some cool stuff. But, I mean, yeah, it's overall a very safe event. Very good. Okay. Nick Arcolio. Arcolio. Guy Tony. Guy Tony. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, let's keep in touch. Oh, before I let you go, real quick, the, the money raised is for children with AIDS. Yeah, and youth about AIDS. How, about how much? Uh, youth AIDS, is, that, is that an actual, like the title of the organization, Youth AIDS? Right, so if we go to youthaids.org? Or, yeah, it's... it's um, YouthAids.org, and all it is is um, we, we actually raised over $2,000 last year for the philanthropy. It's SIGEP's uh, philanthropy at Ball State. Um, and, yeah, it's a great foundation. We just want to help out the kids and make sure um, as many people can help as, uh, as possible. All right, Nick, I appreciate it. Thanks for coming yeah. on the show. Thanks, Adam. Get socially technical with The Adam Ritz Show. Facebook, Adam Ritz Show. Twitter, at Adam Ritz. It's social, technically. Thanks again for hanging out with The Adam Ritz Show. Our next guest is Trent Mossbrucker. He's an old friend of the show, and we welcome you back. Hi, Trent. How are you? I'm good. Trent uh, was a place kicker at the University of Iowa. I first met you about four years ago when you were uh, a scholarship athlete at the University of Iowa. And you were actually one of my first interviews as we were putting together this uh, social awareness radio show. So I'm so happy and proud to have you back on the show. Are you excited? Uh, absolutely. It was, uh, it was a pleasure <laughs> meeting you then. It's a pleasure catching up with you. Well, if you want to see what we looked like four years ago, uh, there's still a YouTube video of that interview on YouTube. Just search Adam Ritz and Trent Mossbrucker, and you'll see what we looked like four years ago. So let's fast forward four years now. You're a graduate of the Iowa Hawkeyes. What are you doing now? I am currently uh, working at St. Lawrence University in upstate New York, uh, coaching football and uh, pursuing my master's in educational leadership. Oh, how's uh, coaching uh, college kids since you were a college kid 12 and a half months ago? Uh, they're, they're kind of a pain. I can see why our coaches yell a lot now, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's good. It's an eye-opening experience. It's uh, fun to try and get kids to do what you want them to do. <laughs> well, as a coach, uh, as a 
educator and a teacher, you know, that's, uh, that's a big undertaking. It's a big responsibility to mold the youth of America. Is it, that the way you look at it? it I, yeah, I'm, I'm learning every day. Um, organization's a big part of it. And uh, just teaching kids, uh, you know, on the field, off the field, how to live right. Um, it's, a big, it's a big learning curve, but uh, learning every day and enjoying every second of it. Trent Mossbrucker is our guest, and uh, we talk about leadership and student leadership, and we're actually at a student leadership conference, and you are on a panel. Do you uh, know what's about to happen on this panel, or what are you going to talk about? Uh, they're going to ask questions. We have, we have about five base questions we're going to talk about, and then uh, I'm sure we'll get some wild questions out of the audience. But um, just basically about the transition from high school to uh, college athletics, Division One, Two, II, and Three, and uh, socially and athletically, and we'll see how it goes. Do you know what those questions are? Have you been preparing? I, I have been preparing. I, I got five of them, and I uh, kind of ran over them in the car on the way down in my head, and um, we'll see what comes out of my well, mouth. <laughs> which one are you most looking forward to, to proudly sticking out your chest and throwing your two cents in? Um, uh, off the top of my head, just the transition socially um, from academics, athletics, but also the social part of uh, being a college student and a college athlete, because that's a big part that people don't really understand and kind of keeping your nose clean there and doing the right things. Well, and I could argue, too, socially at the University of Iowa just this past year, they were voted the number one party school in America. Isn't that correct? I, I think we were up there. I don't know if that's a good thing, a bad thing, or if we take pride in that. But uh, <laughs> we, we, we have a good time. It's college, and uh, Iowa City is a great place. So, And then there's going to be a Q&A session. Uh, what are some of the questions people ask you uh, just on the street or your friends, your family members uh, that you hear that you – it just shakes your head. You're like, is this question really coming out of your mouth? Um, if you get paid as a college athlete, and I just kind of shake my head. I, I wasn't that good. Maybe you guys do, but I wasn't good enough to ever get paid. Um, but I just shake my head. It's just kind of one of those things that comes along with being a Division One athlete, and that's that's kind of the crazy one that I hear. So Kirk Ferentz uh, never passed you the duffel bag full of cash, huh? I don't think I was on Coach's good side for that one, so no, I never <laughs> saw any cash exchange hands with me and him. Well, Trent Mossbrucker, former Hawkeye. Well, I guess you'll always be a Hawkeye. So uh, Hawkeye and uh, current coach now at St. Lawrence. Uh, college or university? University. St. Lawrence University in uh, the state of New York. Uh, we thank you for coming on the show and really pointing out the awareness of um, student leadership and just being involved, community service, service leadership, community uh, involvement, community affairs. It's just a great thing for not only student athletes, but all students to be involved with and be aware of. So thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate it. Best of luck. Thank you very much. This is Bishop Bonnie Radden with the Fellowship of Affirming Ministries under the direction of our presiding bishop, Bishop Yvette Flunder, who serves in San Francisco, California. We are a fellowship that is radically inclusive, meaning that everyone is welcome at the table. We serve all over the United States and all over this world in Uganda, in Hong Kong, and Mexico. And you can find us online at radicallyinclusive.com. And you're listening to The Adam Rich Show. Okay, we're about to learn uh, a lot about a great organization, and this is my favorite kind of interview because I don't know anything about your organization, Tony, and I cannot wait, along with our listeners, to find out what it is you do and why you're here in Miami at the All Pro Dad Father and Kid Experience um, as a major contributor, sponsor, um, organizer. I, I don't even, I have no idea. I just, I met you. And you're a, you're a fantastic gentleman, you're a nice guy, and I'm excited to find out exactly what Team Dad is and what you're doing. This is Tony Wagner, our next guest, and I, that was the longest introduction. I'll shut up now. You talk. Why are you here? I'm here first because I want to be here. 
but I also work for the Department of Children and Families, and we are co-sponsoring this event along with many other people, including the Children's Trust. Uh, and I th believe that we have co-sponsored this event previously. And um, this, now that they're here in Miami, we wanted to make sure that we were part of the event. Um, through the children, uh, through the Department of Children and Families, we do many things. We provide uh, Medicaid, food stamps, uh, many family services, uh, try to prevent child abuse, domestic violence. So we're involved in all the different areas of the community that, that we can assist. And with the Department of Children Services, is that Department correct? Department of Children and Families, state of Florida. The uh, Department of Children, children families. and Families. In this, the entire state of Florida. This yes, is a state-run yes. uh, organization, it and sure you're, you're the, are you the head of it? No, no, not at all. The head of, of our region, uh, Esther Jacobo, was not able to make it today. I'm the director for the region for community services. Okay. Uh, our secretary, which is Wilkins, he sits in Tallahassee under the governor, uh, but he runs the entire state, and we have different sections throughout the state or circuits that uh, take care of all the needs of the uh, clients of the state of Florida. So behind your office walls, um, share with us a success story, uh, Ooh, a family that's benefited from that's all the question. good things I, you do. I want to interrupt you with that. Recently, in fact, two days ago, we had a project called Santa Claus, and that was initiated by the Secretary of the State, uh, the, um, Wilkins. And we were able to give, in our particular area, check for $6,000 to a family who was in great need to pay for the rent, to pay for the utilities, and to be able to keep the children at home. So we were very happy to do that just two days ago. Uh, a month or so ago, we did it more or less the same, but with a less amount of money for another family, a person who happened to have been an adoptive uh, child, and now he has a child that he adopted and we were able to help him financially. Plus, we, gave, we did a, a toy drive, which we gave over, I would say, two families, over 2,000 families, we gave toys out during the holidays. So recently, that's what we've done. But every day we do things. Uh, it's unfortunate that we don't get the coverage uh, when it comes to the good things that we do. Yeah. And it's throughout the, throughout the year, every day. Uh, even the the, nutri the food uh, nutrition that we provide, that's important because without that assistance, families would not be able to feed the children. And I think that needs to be taken into account, the good work that is being done through the Department of Children and Families. What is the nutrition? Uh, is this education or actually food real food? The, food stamps? The food stamp program and, okay. and the collaboration we have with different entities in the area that also help us with that. Tony Wagner is our guest from the Florida, state of Florida, Department of Children's Families. That's cool. You're, you're surprised I got that right that you time. You got huh? that right, Adam. Uh, <laughs> and your uh, shirt says Team Dad. Yes. Is this uh, a division of that department, or is this just no, a fun thing just, you did uh, for today at the All Pro Dad that, event? It's something that uh, the department made up for today, and it's got all the sponsors in the back, which I wish I could read them. Let's see if someone can. We have Prevent Child Abuse Florida, which is us. Um, all Pro Dad, Fatherhood Task Force, and our kids. Our kids is one of the agencies that we work with, and they work with all of the community agencies to provide the services that, are, that the community needs. So we have a lot of people committed to this project. What's your favorite part about being a dad? I'm not a dad. What? Well, that is dad. amazing to me I'm that you're here today. I'm not a dad. And you're volunteering at a, at a fatherhood all pro dad event, and you're not a dad yourself. That's well, amazing. Congre well, good for you. But I will tell you why. I'm by profession a mental health worker, a therapist. So I've worked with families most of my life, okay. and with children. 
I used to work with children. So you've got hundreds of children, really? Yes, basically. I, I, sometimes I'm walking down the street, and one of them says, Hello, Tony, and I don't even know who they are because they're grown now. And says, You, you know, you were with me when I was having some trouble, and that was many, many years ago. So they're all over. They're my kids. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, at the event like this, you've done these events before. What's your favorite part of an All-Pro Dad event? Well, I, this is my first time with this event. Oh, okay. But uh, I'm excited about being here and representing Esther Jacobo, the regional director, because it's wonderful to see the faces of the children and to see how the dads are engaging and creating memories for them. And I think it's important. I was telling... Um, uh, my friend here, sitting right next to me, that I had a girlfriend. She doesn't want to be on the radio. That's right. It's not that you couldn't remember her name. She just um, does not want to be on I the had radio. A girlfriend many years ago, um, and every time I used to kind of scratch my head, she said, "You want to go to sleep?" And I said, "Yes," because she knew that my father used to do that to me, scratch my head when I was a baby, and it, I, and I just kept it. Every time I go like this, I know I have to go to sleep. So I do have memories from my father, that is and it's wonderful that, that this is taking place here today. Well, Tony Wagner is our guest. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show. You're with the uh, Florida Department of Children's Families. Let's get your uh, digital properties uh, out there for the masses. Where can we learn more about you online? Well, um, you can call the department, and it, the, you know, if you go into the Internet, just look for the Department of Children and Families, and you will be able to access all of our numbers, and my numbers uh, is there, and you can call me directly if whoever wants to talk to me. And, and see if we can help him anyway or be part of any other projects in the area. There you go. Google it. Department of Children's Families, right. State of Florida. That's it's right. Tony Wagner. That's Thank right. you so much for being at the event and volunteering and being part of uh, such positivity here uh, in the state of Florida. We thank you for your community service. Thank you, Adam. Thank you for your commitment and for being here today. We appreciate it. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.